1: On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, can Tampa continue Toronto's cold streak? Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 53 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase. How are you on this lovely Wednesday afternoon?
0: I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for asking. Very nice outside here today. Almost a little too nice. So I took a step out. I'm like, oh boy, I'm, I'm sweating already. So I was not expecting that. It's supposed to be like 80 tomorrow or something like that too. So it's getting quite warm here. How about it down there?
1: No, oh, it's gorgeous, of course. Uh, we're sitting at 77 outside right now. Sun is out. It's beautiful. Um, Sunday, or I mean Saturday, excuse me. Uh, planning on doing a little barbecue out over here, but I did hear rumors that there could be a little rain, so we'll have to monitor that. But uh, if Saturday is a gorgeous day like it is today, how can you hate on little barbecue, little beer, little country music, sitting out by the pond?
0: Yeah, so, sounds quite great. I'll be uh, I'll be inside most of this Saturday, sitting in a hockey rink, and then. Doing a little escape room action, but so that, that, that'll that be good though. That'll all be enjoyable,
1: absolutely. Uh, also, I got a text from my dad today. You know, my dad, you've met him before once or twice.
0: I, I don't know who that is. Uh,
1: he had a Facebook memory from nine years ago,
0: and <laughs> he's he, old, he uses Facebook.
1: He posted news break 46 year old dad and 29 year old mom. Okay, maybe not 29. Take down 16-year-old son and friend in a five-game series of basement floor hockey. Three games to two with the final game going to a shootout that ended in the 10th round. All I can say is not in our house, boys. So I believe that was you and I when uh, you know, I was doing the old Krister's Gudlevskis uh, down in the basement. And so I told them rematch because I think we got this.
0: I think I agree, especially uh, you know if if we throw your dad in that, he's getting a little up there now. I don't know if he'll be able to get back up. Those knees might be kind of giving out on him, so I, I, th- I think I do agree as well. And honestly, I this is nine years ago, so who knows, but I, I don't I don't know if I believe him. I mean this, this is you riding off of the hype of the Christy Gulevskis dominant performance against team Canada while still losing two to one in the Olympics. you were you're know, you feeling yourself, you're feeling juice. you' were, you were in that you know blocking those pucks. And you know, at that point, you know that's the height of my hockey career. I had like, you know, eleven points in that season, a huge year for Chase. Yeah, I, I, I got a, I got a hard time believing that, um, that we ended up losing this one. Yeah. But I, regardless, like, I, if he wants a rematch, we'll do it. I gotta
1: agree. Uh, it didn't seem like he wanted a rematch. He said, "Lol, dot dot dot." So I think he's a little bit scared. But I'll make sure he listens to this, so uh, he can right. accept our challenge or not. You know, it's uh, it's, I'm in. It's an easy yes or no question, but on today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, are going to be doing a little playoff preview for our Bolts versus Maple Leafs matchup. In the next show, it'll still be prior to the playoffs, but we'll be taking a peek at every other playoff series, giving you predictions on those. So that'll be exciting. Stay tuned for that. But today, covering Tampa versus Toronto, doing a little game review, game preview as well. Only one game left in the season. And then, of course, we just went up against Toronto in one of our last matches of the year. And then after the commercial break, going to be talking about some news from around the league, including the Bruins, as they continue their historic season. And then a little trophy tracker as well. So, we'll talk about that. Uh, Chase, let's start with game review, game preview. And then we can uh, really preview the playoff series as we get towards the commercial break. Now, we saw... uh, on april 11th tuesday night tampa they looked solid out there on the ice however it went down to the wire and toronto was able to take this one
0: yeah you know it it was a it was a good effort back and forth um you know i think you know tampa played as well as they could have and you know toronto found, found some ways to capitalize you know vastly could have been a little bit better but is what it is uh you know really the the kind of performance tonight here is uh, Justin Wall. Pretty sure that's his name. He, um, you know, he, he really stepped up in net for him. Or Joseph Wall, excuse me, sorry. He really stepped up in net for Tampa. Or Geez, for Toronto against Tampa. Easy for me to say, eh? Um, Forty-eight shots against forty-five saves, a nine-three-eight save percentage. Just you know, had had a hell of a game. Did, you know, did very well for himself, and you know, it helped that Willie Nylander had had you know a three-point night for uh, Toronto. But overall, you know, we kind of saw. You know, the guys you'd expect to be going. Um, you know, no ten years no again. It it it, it 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 was it was all right, you know, still still pay, still did the best you could. Obviously, you know, threw so many pucks at that nothing squeaked by, so it, it just kind of is what it is. It was good to see Sergei have a couple points and now we got one more game. Uh, you know, that, that we'll talk about here in a few. Hopefully that game's a nice little warm up, but we did get a little bit of a preview of what the series might be looking like with Toronto and you know, if we reform the way that we did in front of Vassy, I think we'll end up being in a pretty good spot. You know, as long as as long as the, the D supports him a bit more, as long as he, you know, grabs a couple extra saves like he should, I, I think we'll be looking pretty good for the playoffs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The team looked great on the ice, aside from goaltending, could have been a little bit better, but we know how Vassy steps up during the playoffs and fully expect that to be the case again. Uh, one thing, though, that kind of stinks is Awesome Matthews wasn't playing in this one. So, uh, that can be a little worrisome at times, but, uh, we'll see what happens at the next, uh, at the next stage when we get into the playoffs. But, uh, nonetheless, a game against Toronto doesn't go our way, even though it felt like on the ice, we were the team outperforming them. And then we've got one last game against the Detroit Red Wings who just locked up a lottery position, potentially winners of the Connor Bedard sweepstake. Now, they haven't been winners when they had a lot better odds, so what are the chances now that they have one of the worst odds in the lottery? Probably not great, but who knows? Maybe there's a little reverse karma there, reverse juju.
0: Yeah, no, but Art's staying on the West Coast. He's he's going to one of those teams,
1: 100%. You think? Not even Columbus? Yeah. Who's in last right now? No.
0: No, I I, I don't think even Columbus. I think Columbus ends up at Adam Fantilli. Who do you think...
1: Uh if you got to make a prediction on that right now, who are you, th- who are you saying?
0: I'm saying that we're going to see Anaheim. Number one, we're going to see Columbus. Number two, and we're gonna see Chicago. Number three.
1: Okay, cool. I mean, I, I hope that doesn't happen, but, uh, that'd be cool. Me uh, either, dude. I want to see Mishkov go to a team that can, uh, actually help him out. And then of course, I don't want to see Connor Bedard in the West. Cause I mean, although I would hate to play Connor Bedard more often over here in the East and, just to get to the Stanley cup, we'd have to go through Connor Bedard. I mean, still I, I find Eastern conference hockey to be so much more enjoyable. And so I'd rather him stay over in the more enjoyable conference.
0: And, you know, for, for our ease of access viewing sake, it's obviously a lot better, you know, instead of playing like half or so of the games, not, not even really that many, Um, like, you know, in, I kind of like in, in the Eastern Conference, um, you know, or in the, in the Eastern time zone, even the Central time zone, I should say. And it's really less than half, you know, so like you'll still get to see him at times. But there will be so many games where it's later nights, you know, maybe he's playing a playing a 10 p.m. game if he's, if he's in California on, on a Tuesday. And people on the East Coast, it's, it's not going to be as easy for them to stay up. Um, obviously, people will. But you know if you're working early in the morning or you got school maybe you don't get the chance to stay up so it's just less viewership opportunities out here in the east so selfishly i definitely would like to see him if not in the east somewhere like in the central time zone um and hopefully just i don't i don't want to see him in like basically any of those jerseys. i don't want to see him in a black hawk jersey so like, i i i guess the only option is just east right
1: yeah. And I got to say alternate universe, I think it would have been kind of cool to see him go to Calgary little battle of Alberta turns into the battle of the Conners. Um, But I don't think that's even possible at this point. Calgary uh, too good. Now I think now Calgary is officially eliminated from playoffs, but uh, still too many wins to be in that top 11.
0: So I, 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 I do want to talk about, it cause they, that'd be interesting, but, I got to talk about Calgary and how many years have I said it now? They're just, they're in hockey purgatory. Like they are the embodiment of hockey purgatory. They're never good enough to win. They're never bad enough to rebuild. They're just there. That's exactly what they are. They're, they're permanently mid like that. That's, that's that's all they do. They, they play good. They're competitive, but they're just not competitive enough. Even when they do make playoffs, it's, it's not much of a push because you know, all right, there's, there's six other teams in the West Western Conference and seven others in the Eastern Conference that we know are better than them. Like they, just kind of, they just kind of hang out, man. And it, it sucks because it'd be cool to see them be good. You know, they haven't really had a, a championship team. I think the last one was in the '80s, maybe early '90s, whatever it was. Um, it's, it's been a while. I, I know it'd, it'd be cool to see them get better because I want to see as much parity in this league as possible and you maybe see a couple new contenders, especially out west, but the fact that they're still stuck in this just like purgatory hell it, it's it's crazy dude.
1: Mm-hmm. It feels like there's a lot of teams like that or uh there's teams that are really bad and then they decide to draft like, I don't know, Barrett Hayden in the top five. and it's like, what are you doing? you know? but uh...
0: I I remember that 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 year I could not believe that draft happened and then um you know that that was the year I started, working in the OHL and I talked to one of my colleagues and and he's like, dude, he, he was a very, very good OH, OHL player. Like he, you know, he had this point number. You know, why, why shouldn't he go that early? I'm like, dude, like you can watch him play. He's, he scored solid. Sure. But he's not a top five pick. He's like a solid NHL player at best. Sure enough, this is what we're getting. And he's not even at that at best yet.
1: Yeah. Uh, been a nightmare situation for Arizona. That's for sure. But uh, let's swing back around Talk about our final game of the season against the Red Wings. We thought that it was possible that Tampa rest some players against Toronto. That wasn't the case. However, in this 82nd game, we know what's coming down the pipeline in the playoffs. Do we expect a full goal Tampa on on the night against the, uh, the Red Wings? Or are we thinking some players are going to be rested?
0: You know, if it... If it weren't for the game being at home, I would I would for sure say no, you be guys rested. But it is a home game. Maybe for last right season home game, let you know more of the big guys go. But even if you do let them go, just just limit the ice time. Just give give it elsewhere. Um, you don't have to scratch them. Like uh, I, that's perfectly fine, especially if they have some sort of you know iron man streak. If they played all year, whatever it might be. Um, like you don't need to scratch them. Just minimize your ice time. Just just reduce any chance of anything happening. Like there's there's just no point. Yeah,
1: absolutely. All right, well, it's time to talk about our round one matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, they don't have a very successful tenure when it comes to the playoffs, at least in the last couple of decades. So let's kind of talk about what we expect from these two teams. Where does Tampa Tampa favor in this matchup? Where does Toronto favor in this matchup? And let's give a little prediction as well.
0: So, yeah, obviously Toronto, they're the uh, home team in the series. If you were not aware yet, they finished better in the standings. So they will get um, the first two games as well as game five and game seven. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It helps that, you know, you get to play in front of your home crowd in Toronto. It's, you know, different environment there, especially in the playoffs. They, they've got some pretty, you know, rabid fans. So it's it's going to impact things a bit. But I I still don't see how we're not the better team as a whole. Um you know, and not on the back end. Absolutely. Up front is where you start making arguments when you have Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, William Nylander, you know, just to name a few. I, that's that's obviously going to make a good argument against Nikita Kucherov, Brainpoint, Steven Stamkos. But regardless, as a team as a whole, I I think that we're the better team. We're the better roster. So we'll see what happens. I think it'll probably go down to the wire. I'm going to say you know if i had to lean one way or the other I, I'm, I'm gonna pick you know our bolts to win of course maybe a favoritism i don't know but i think it's gonna be a very fun long series i don't imagine either team winning it very quickly it, i expect this thing to go the distance
1: yeah and i think the big thing that's it's gonna come down to is goaltending i mean we know how talented the forward group is for both teams uh there's there's bright spots on both defenses The goaltending is where it comes into play for me, and we've got one of the best goaltenders in the league with uh, Andre Vasilevsky. While Toronto, they've had three goalies step up this year, but I think across their careers, they haven't really been known as top-tier goalies. You look at Matt Murray, he's at a 9.03 right now. He started to struggle towards the end of the season, however, started pretty hot for Toronto Ilya Samsonov, he sits at a 919 save percentage, playing very well compared to how he usually does. And then Joseph Woll, we just met him uh, last night as of recording, and he played extremely well. But I think when it comes to a five, six, seven game series, I don't think these goalies are going to continue to stand on their heads well. I think. Vasilevsky very well can take one or two games by himself so I personally I'm gonna say that Tampa takes it in six and the big thing is if Tampa wants the series they need to win a game in Toronto because when you look at their home away records Tampa at home 27 8 and 5 fantastic on the road. 18, 22, and 1. They're not a good road team. While Toronto, a very good home team in their own right, 27, 8, and 6. So it's going to be tough. They're in their atmosphere. We're going on the road. We haven't been good on the road all season. So can we take one of those games? I say we take game two, and we win it in six.
0: Yeah, I mean, that'd be nice. Because at that point, you take game two, you win both at home puts you in a a nice three, one kind of stranglehold means that Toronto's got to come back and win three, whereas you only got to win one. So regardless, even if it goes seven, you got to win one in Toronto because you're only going to get the three at home. And I agree. It's going to fare a lot better to win that one in those first two games, rather than trying to pull it off in game seven. But I, I do think that six is the absolute minimum. And I really do think it's going seven. What I think could happen is the series Ends up being home wins going like into Game Seven for everybody, and then at that point, Toronto's going to feel good, but it's going to kind of be a pick 'em because the, the teams are going to be evenly matched at the point they're going to both have three and three. I think that'll be you know truly one of the better games of, of the season of the playoffs if it goes that way.
1: All right, so outside of Austin Matthews and Nikita Kucherov, we know these two guys contribute at just a different level. Austin Matthews. A fantastic player, I'd argue a top five player in the entire league, Nikita Kucherov, in that same sentiment. Outside of those two players, give me a key player to watch on each team, guys that can make or break the chances for their their respective teams.
0: So, you know, I'll, I'll start with... I guess we'll start with our boys um, and really the, the number one outside of, I'm not going to go with any goaltenders because like is too easy of a choice and maybe even brain points too easy of a choice, but that's who I'm going with is brain point. He is just, he's so strong down the middle of the ice. He has kind of slowly become, you know, that dude when it comes to really being the calming presence, you know, Nikita, Nikita Kucherov is obviously just a guy who buries the puck. Sam Kose, uh, does, you know, a great job scoring as well as uh, a great leader, but brain point, he, just brings a nice steady presence and you know we've seen the difference in playoffs with him out of the lineup and him in the lineup it's it's way tougher for Tampa to win without him the second he gets in it seems so seamless so I think as long as he's going you know full speed doesn't have anything holding him back he's going to make a really big impact in the series and then looking at Toronto uh you know th- th- again there's there's some easy answers uh you know Mitch Marner could be one uh John Tavares could be another but honestly I think my favorite favorite kind of kind of step up here would be William Nylander. Um, I, I think that he, you know, he had a good game against us, um, you know, just last night as of us recording, and he's really having a, a much better season. You know, th- things have been kind of rolling for him in, in a much better fashion. You know, he had some previous downs um, in Toronto after having, you know, really high expectations, but he's, he's over a point per game now in the year, and I think that's going to continue into playoffs. I think that he's going to kind of be the guy that, that takes over the series for them if they end up winning, or even if it ends up being a close when they end up losing, I still, you know, my, my, my hot take, if you want to call it that is that he ends up leading um, their team in points at the end of this series. Cause I, I just, I got a feeling he's really going to step up and, and even take that step above the, the Matthews of the world and the Marners of the world and the viruses of the world.
1: I like that. And Willie knee currently at 39 goals with one game remaining, so he could hit that 40-goal mark. Definitely didn't see that coming after, geez, how many seasons in a row did we hear William Nylander might be that that piece getting traded off of the Toronto Maple Leafs. It seemed like it's been going on for two, three years now, and sure enough, he has a fantastic season, fantastic regular season, and he very well could be the reason Toronto plays spoiler. However, I don't think that's the case. You know our predictions. It's going to be a great series. I think that this has the potential to be not only the highest-scoring series in this playoffs, but it could be a very energetic and high-scoring series and playoffs in general because if Vasi's not on top of his game, I think that both teams can go tit-for-tat with just pure firepower. So it's gonna be a good one for sure. We're gonna to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of some, the commercial break, gonna be talking some news from around the league. It's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a five dollar pregame moneyline bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Go ahead, place a bet on the Celtics, because we all know they're headed to the championship. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. And I got to say, I'm incredibly excited to see what the Celtics can do. I think this could potentially be their year. However, Hockey is where my heart is, so even though I'm excited to see them, if I'm placing any bets as we get towards the playoffs here, I'm making it towards hockey.
0: Yeah, I mean, hell yeah! I'm, I'm not much of a, a basketball guy, so I, I I can't go out there and confidently bet on it. But when it comes to hockey, especially in playoffs, oh, I'm I'm ready to roll. I'm su- looking super forward to it. It's been I don't know. Like three weeks to a month since I've done any sports betting, maybe maybe a little bit shorter than that. But it's been a while. Just you know, haven't haven't been comfortable with spending the money on it. Haven't been you know like like uh, I was in a bit of culture, so I took a break. But now the playoffs are coming around. It's it's time to roll, baby.
1: So this is my first NHL playoffs where I've actually had uh, it's the money and the interest to actually bet on NHL playoffs. I have to assume. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I have to assume you can just pick series winners, right? Yeah, you can. Do you have to do like a certain amount of games or can you just say, hey, I think Tampa's going to win the series?
0: I believe there's just general series winners. Um, You can I, you can definitely do it in games, but I, I'd be shocked if there wasn't options for series. I haven't really looked yet because they're still, you know, trying to series are still not quite set. But right. once they get set, I'm going to start looking more at those lines.
1: Okay, cool. Because I didn't know if you had to bet every game or if you had to pick, you know, this team in so many games. But if you can bet just series winners, I'm going to make a big old parlay on round one and, and hope to cash in. So it'll be exciting.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm going gonna to do the same exact thing.
1: All right, well, let's talk about the Bruins. They set the single-season point record. Their historic regular season just continues.
0: One game left. They have 64 wins, 12 losses, 5 in overtime as well, and 133 points to go with their 127 goal differential. And and that 133-point that total is the most in NHL history, and they've got a chance to even add two more to it and beat the previous win record by three, which is just it, – it's just – it's crazy man. Um uh, you know I never I never really expected this to happen. Um in, in like any you know like upcoming seasons I, I didn't think that there was going to be a team that that was that far above the pack but everything's just come you know to fruition for them. They have great goaltending, both guys have been going so well. They've been scoring up front and the the defense, you know Charlie Mack was was missing some time but people stepped up really well and once he came back in it really just fortified everything. They they've had everything go their way. And that might continue in the playoffs, might not. We'll see. But they've really set themselves up, um, you know, confidence wise and fear-wise for other teams to to maybe go on a bit of a run here.
1: I mean, twelve regulation losses is just stupid.
0: Like that's crazy, dude.
1: What the um also I believe when we talked about the Bruins just last episode, weren't they at like one twenty one or one twenty two goal differential? Yeah, like that. And now they're 127, so, you know, it just kind of shows yeah. how, how they're doing.
0: Yeah, dude, they're, they're, they're just absolutely rolling.
1: And the thing that's scary is we talked about how this was a team that was rolling all regular season. Who knows, they might start to cool off as we get into the playoffs. Right now they're heading into the playoffs with a seven-game win streak. If they win their final game, they'll be going in with an eight-game win streak, which teams that are that hot are scary. Coming into the playoffs, it's just, can they maintain the heat all the way through? So that's going to be an exciting story to keep an eye on for sure. They're likely matching up against either the Islanders or the Penguins. If the Islanders get, let's look at the row real quick. The Islanders get one overtime loss, just one point in this next game, then they're locked in. Whereas Pittsburgh, they have to win and hope the Islanders lose in regulation. So uh, more likely that the Bruins play the Islanders on the Penguins, but either way, whichever team it is, you're going to get a tall task in this Bruins team.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be hard to really pick, no matter who they're playing, especially in the first round. Yeah, I'm going to go with the underdog here. You could do it, just you know, especially betting wise, just just for you know a, the small chance that it happens, but. I would not put, you know, any significant sum of money on it because it just seems so, so unlikely.
1: Yeah, Bruins plus 127 goal differential. The Islanders plus 19. The Penguins minus one. So... Yeah, not great. The seasons have been just a little bit different.
0: You're not kidding, man.
1: All right, Kings versus Yotes down in Australia, down under. What do we think?
0: Yeah, man, I'm excited. The land down under... Just hosting uh, an NHL Global Series game. If you're not aware about the NHL Global Series, you know, it, I mean, games happen this year. I can't remember exactly where, but um, it, they've been doing it for for quite some years. It began back in the 80s, and they took some time off. They they've gone back and forth doing it, not doing it, and they're they're doing it here again. Um, that I'd assume that they're the only ones doing it. There might be another two teams to do it in Europe, but uh, September 23rd and 24th. They'll be playing, you know, each representing one home team. They'll be playing two regular season games um, down in Australia, playing in a fifteen um, thousand seat arena. So they're going to have more fans at this game in Australia than Arizona averages in, in, in you know, the regular season, which oh, is just crazy. Come on. Don't done. I mean, with that. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just did, which, which is just crazy. But, um, oh, before we go back to this, I don't know if you saw or not, but Joey DeCord, he played college hockey at Arizona State. Was on the team set, you know, on the team their second year in existence. And last night he got, uh, you know, th- got thrown into the game um, when Seattle was playing there. So he played an NHL game in his old college rink.
1: Oh, it's got to be an interesting feeling.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, kind of sad that, that that's a reality, but yeah. cool for him that he got a standing ovation when he got into the lineup because, like, know, all the Arizona fans, you know, remember him, a bunch of ASU fans, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I'm I'm super excited for these games. There is a pretty good um fandom for, for ice hockey and in Australia. Um, I think I've talked about it before on here that there's like a big summer thing that um goes on down there. They have their league going on in the summer as well. It gets a pretty decent draw. They have, you know, solid international teams based on the population that, that they have. But it it'll be cool. I think this is going to be great. Through getting you know more exposure of this high level talent to to the younger kids, and maybe kind of spark some more interest in the sport. And you know maybe we can start seeing some more talent produced from Australia. It'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's cool. And I was a little bit worried because they're south of the equator. Not really sure how that was going to line up. But because it's September, that's actually not bad. That would equate to you know it basically being around March time with Australia. And I don't know if they're anything like the Midwest, but if they are, late March usually gives you 70 degrees or minus 10 with eight inches of snow. So let's hope for that one so that we can have a good game down there.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that it's not going to be that cold. I don't I don't know what the average temperature is down there, but I'm assuming it's not going to be like that. I know once you get inland, you know, a bunch of... A, gets hotter it's really dry and stays hot so i can't imagine that the um you know that the coastal cities are are really too cold too much of a difference so it it probably stays relatively warm but again don't you know don't hold me to it because i don't know for sure
1: absolutely all right let's finally hit it with the nhl.com trophy tracker what do you think
0: yeah so this is really over the um you know the last couple of weeks Uh, They've, you know, they they've been updating all season long. like kind of like their vote, like their voters and writers, like their favorites to win each trophy. So just kind of wanted now that the season's winding down, talk about a couple of them and see, you know, some of these were from as much as a month ago. A couple of these are more recent. So just just kind of talk about things and see what we think. You know, we'll start with with the MVP, the uh, Hart Trophy. Uh, The NHL has, or the NHL.com, I should say, has Connor McDavid as the favorite to win the award, which. Obviously, I'm going to agree without Conor McDavid. Edmonton would be nothing. And I, I really don't think anybody else should even get a vote for that trophy this year.
1: Jeez, taking the easy pick, why don't you?
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the correct <laughs> pick, not the easy pick.
1: Taking the easy pick. I get it. You know, that's whatever. I, I might right, spice fine. it go up ahead. a little bit, but, uh, you know.
0: Go, go, go Who are you picking?
1: Uh, you know, I was really trying to feel the vibes, and I was thinking – I would love to see Ryan Dzingle. I don't even know if he still plays in the league, but that's who I'm going for.
0: It's a great question. Does he? I think he's in Carolina. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I think he's hanging out in Carolina.
1: Carolina's getting an MVP.
0: Yeah, that I don't, I don't, I don't think that's happening. It's really random. That's the player you pulled out of your brain. But okay,
1: <laughs> I was just trying to search for something, and that was I, I saw Dzingle. I'm like, I think it's Ryan, and I rocked with it
0: no that, that's fair i guess
1: oh uh he plays for the chicago wolves so uh i don't know if he got nhl action i'm looking up right now but you can continue to the next yeah. award
0: all right well while you, while you go figure that out um next we'll talk about the norris and this one was you know article just just released yesterday I'm not mistaken um you know, Eric Carlson is the favorite for that award, and I don't think that's really much question at this point either. He's been kind of the leader since the beginning of the season. He had the hot start and, you know, for per game wise, it obviously slowed down, but he's still been rolling. He's kind of the only reason San Jose even has a fan base right now, because like everything else about that team is just not very good. So Eric Carlson is really keeping that franchise alive at the moment. Had a dominant season would have been awesome to see him go elsewhere. And, you know, maybe have a chance at a cup this year and just kind of see what he did. But what was not meant to be, he's got that big salary. Hopefully something can be figured out in the offseason. But Eric Carlson, definitely the Norris favorite.
1: Yeah, and real quick before I talk about that, Ryan Zingle, only 19 games in the AHL. Has nothing in the NHL. So... Interesting. I'm going to retract that. I'll say, I'll just go comic David. I don't know. Just just a guess.
0: Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, there, there you go. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but for the Norris, I am absolutely rooting for Eric Carlson. Love the resurgence in his career that he had this year. Um, I think another name to look out for, Adam Fox. He's been fantastic over with the New York Rangers, 71 points, a plus 28. Uh, he's been a fantastic defenseman since he's entered the NHL and uh, has, yet again, another great season.
0: Yeah, so um they, they do like for, for for this voting thing, they do um fifteen voters and they do um, you know, points awarded like per first place vote through fifth fifth place vote, so whatever it is. And Eric Carlson got every first place vote. Um so the seventy five total points tracking behind him, Kale McCarr, uh thirty two, Adam Fox twenty five, and Rasmus Stalin at twenty three. So from that group of four, obviously the next one I'd be rooting for is Rasmus Stalin as I'm huge and I, I, i'm a huge fan of ofwrs and I've been someone who's been a big supporter of him for a lot, a lot of years people were trying to claim that he's a bust it's like no dude he's playing as well as he can for a bad coach on a bad team as a 19 year old defenseman what are you doing calling him a bust and sure enough look at that he's having a great year and he's looking like one of the you know the top five future defensemen in this league for for you know just for the next decade so to all the haters how's it feel to be wrong
1: and you gotta say those are the top four for sure. Those are the four defensemen that yes. uh, oh, yeah. I would be putting up there for the Norse as well. So uh, very good little voting system they had going on there.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I I hope Dowling makes the finalist list. I I feel like it's gonna be McCart and Adam Fox, like they're both very deserving. Don't get me wrong, but the popularity vote kind of plays in the fact you know into that as well. So even if they were neck and neck, like. People are like, I don't know if I should vote for Adam Fox or Rasta and They're going to vote for Fox. So hopefully, so you know, that, that's not the case. I, I'd prefer to be wrong there. But moving on to the next award, um, you know, we'll go with the the Calder Trophy. And it's really right now just kind of between, you know, Matty Beneers and, and Owen Power for me. I don't really see how anybody else is, is going to kind of really, you know, make any sort of sort of bid for this award, you know, there's, there's some guys behind them and, you know, uh, I'll bring it up at the, at like, you know, the time that, or the time that, how to, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know how to phrase that. Like, you know, when the time comes, there we go. But um, you know, what, what are your thoughts so, between these two guys? Who do you favor?
1: I mean, I'm a Maddie Beniers guy through and through. I have been since we saw him world juniors since uh, he got drafted. And I personally thought he should have been the number one overall pick when uh, his draft year came around, he had a fantastic rookie season. So I'm going to stick with the boy, Maddie Beneers.
0: Yeah. And you know, it, the, the guys from that draft are the ones um, that are both fighting for number, number one and two from the draft are fighting for this award. So it's very fair. Um, me, I am probably also leaning Matty Beneers. Um, I could see, I would not be mad if Owen Power won it. I think he's deserving and the same voting scale for this one, but there's 16 voters. So there's that max um, 80 points and Matty Beneers got 79. The only other first place vote. Went to Owen Power. um, A couple names trailing behind him Stuart Skinner, Wyatt Johnson, um, Matthias Maselli, just to name a few. And Logan Thompson as well, who started off the season really hot and slowed down a little bit. If he started, you know, continued as well as he started, he'd have more of a conversation. Um, But I I don't see how it's anybody other than those two.
1: Yeah, and I'm curious if they take pictures into the voting booth. Obviously you got your picture of Maddie Beniers, but then they use a picture of Owen power in the black and red jerseys. I wonder if that gets him any extra votes because I'll be honest, it'd be hard for me to pass on Owen power or even Rasmus Stalin and Norris voting. If they're wearing that Jersey.
0: Yeah, no, I, 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 I get that. That's, that's fair. You know, I, I can't disagree. All
1: right. Next. Do we have another one?
0: Yeah. we Yeah. Got- Two more we're gonna talk about. Um Vesda, Minus Hallmark nothing yeah. else to really be said.
1: Yeah, no, nothing to be said.
0: Yeah. And then and then the final one, this is for the Jack Adams. Um, you know, right now, as it currently sits, we have uh Jim Montgomery, who is the Bruins head coach. Um, there's been sixteen voters in this one as well. He has eighty points. Um, you know, so next next in line, the rough at fifty five, and after that it's Bruce Cassidy at twenty-seven. So obviously. We know who's going to win this one, Jim Montgomery, and it's not going to be close. Those three names, um, you know, those are going to be the only three that even had a chance at winning. And again, the other two still don't even have a chance. Like this is Jim Montgomery's award. You could have put his name on it three months ago.
1: You know what absolutely shocks me? What's that? This offseason, when the Bruins got rid of Bruce Cassidy, everyone was up in arms. Bruce Cassidy's a fantastic coach. What are you doing? And I think a lot of us also thought coming into the season that the Bruins would be hovering around a playoff spot, um, more likely wild card and potentially could be completely out of the playoffs. And then this happens. I mean, it's the perfect storm. The offense has been clicking. Linus Olmark is the runaway Vesna winner. And then Jim Montgomery is easily the Jack Adams award winner. So Uh, I just think it's so funny because you mentioned Bruce Cassidy there in third place. I mean, would he be in this if he were still with the Bruins? We'll never know. But Jim Montgomery, uh, the guy who usurped him, will be taking it home.
0: Yeah, 100%. All
1: right. Well, that's going to do it for the show, except for a hockey name of the day, of course. And this one, we've got Lucas rain of cloudus rain cloudus like rainy
0: clouds outside all right so are you ready for this i am
1: ready for this
0: i just i i don't even know so i'm gonna play the pronunciation from elite Prospects. see if you can hear it you might not be able to if not then i'll try saying it okay did you hear that no <laughs> okay well so lucas and then it's like whoa whoa are you eating mm-hmm. your mic what happened Am I eating my mic? Okay, you're better now.
1: Sounded like you're maybe it's because I
0: tried. Yeah, maybe I tried playing my phone th- through it so the mic I like, get adjusted and did that. But it's, it's so Lucas first name, then it's like Rainacl or something like that. Renaclots? like It's, it's like, fr- it's like oh. French and, and like slightly like Swiss and Swedish all at the same time. So I don't I don't know that that one's a very difficult one that I I tried once I found the pronunciation. I tried saying it myself like ten times. Like yeah, dude, this is a lost cause. I I can't do it. Yeah. So you're not alone in this one, Mike. This one's a doozy. Yeah. But our boy give, um, give that one Lu- Lucas that is what we're stuff. gonna call him. What's that?
1: So just give that one up. That one's that one's too yeah. tough.
0: Yeah, no, no, that yeah, that was lost cause. But our boy Lucas, twenty two year old goalie from Sweden, as I just kinda mentioned there. Um just re-upped in the hockey ten, which is the third pro league over there in Sweden. Um it's a it's a pretty solid league playing for um IF over there last season between um you know two teams 10 games two 251 goals against 913 save and then two games 242 goals against and a 911 save so good numbers um has represented Sweden a bit internationally um you know it's at, at some u19 u-17 international events not the you know world Junior events but at, at a couple different you know random ones so Still solid young goaltender, Um, got a lot of time to improve. He's got prototypical goalie size of 6'3", So who knows, maybe it's someone that we see at least on the international scene at some point. I'm I'm guessing it's not going to be as an NHL guy, but who knows, may, maybe down there we develop some more plays for Sweden at a World Championship or something.
1: Yeah, that'd be super cool. And it's not often that a name will stump the two of us combined. So the next time yeah. you tell me pre-episode, oh boy, this hockey name of the day is a doozy, I'll actually listen to you.
0: You're going to believe me? Yeah, I guess so. All
1: right. Well, that's going to do it with the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you would, hit him with an outro.
0: As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey Podnet. While you're at it, go follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod make sure the hockey podcast network.com you can find all the pods network right there boom click the logo Listen easy peasy lemon squeezy wherever you're listening raise five stars essential questions comments concerns review don't forget to use code thpn
1: thanks so much for coming out we'll talk to you next time